This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Okay, so on the podcast this week, I'm really excited to be speaking to a lady who I met at an event this time last year, actually, um, who is a FOMO creator. So you probably will already know her because she's so good at creating FOMO. She is making sang and she is just such an exciting, inspiring lady. And she has actually given me a massive um, boost of confidence and motivation to do a lot of the things I've done this year from the podcast to um, doing more lives and all kinds of different things. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast. So I'm going to go over to Making now to get her to introduce herself. So Making, please can you tell my listeners a little bit about you and what you do? Oh, what a wonderful introduction, Rachel. And gosh, has it been a year already? That is incredible. And also right back at you because you inspire me. You are absolutely amazing. And you're going great guns with your business. And so um, I want to thank you for inviting me to be part of your uh, podcast. So um, hello, listeners. How are you today? My name is Making Sang. My first name is May King. And I am on all the socials as making tea and as Rachel said I am the FOMO creator and the FOMO creator means the fear of missing out so I help uh, businesses small medium and large uh, to help create FOMO um, on their business at events or just in their business in general. Fantastic. Okay, so first of all, you've just mentioned on the um, on all of social media, you are making tea. So, can you tell us about the your background with in the tea world um, before you became a FOMO creator? Where does all the tea stuff come from? Well, um, I actually started my uh, I started a business in uh, in tea, and when I went to networking events, I'd say, "Oh, hello there. My name is Making," and they'd say, "What?" <laughs> so I'd say, you know, <laughs> as in uh, making, as in making tea, making chocolate, you know, and if I'm a bit cheeky, making babies, and. Um, <laughs> people would laugh and then eventually um, one of my friends actually said you know what that is a much better name for your business than the one that you currently uh, have so that was where making tea was born and so I was a uh, earlyish adopter of um, social media I used Twitter I used Google Plus um, I did YouTube videos and very quickly um, I was also I am also one of the top 50 recommended speakers of in the world and very quickly I was able to draw people to my website to sell tea, talk about tea, collaborate with uh, artists, um, um, singers, festivals um, and, um, and, that, and that was um, yeah so I used social media to, to do that and then very quickly mm-hmm. I had businesses asking me how did you do this? How did you do that on social media? And so um, very quickly, I started teaching other people and other tea businesses um, how to create uh, social media um, for their own business, but also to create that buzz, create that excitement. Um, And that's really where FOMO Creator was born because last year, um, one of the things that I love doing, and I know, Rachel, you're a massive fan of this, aren't you? Yeah. And so one of the things that I do in my business is I love live tweeting. So it's like a live reporter. I'm just tweeting away on the events of the day. And when I when I run my tea business, I go to 
food festivals or food festivals and I would uh, do little interviews with people or I would tweet um, and, uh, you know, and, and do mini blog posts documenting who I've spoken to, who we've seen, what we've, uh, what we've seen at the festival. So I, for the first time, um, I pitched to my first client, um, Andrew and Pete, who are wonderful, and um, I said, would you like a professional live tweeter? And they said, no. However, can you do Facebook and Instagram at the same time? And you know what it's like in, in uh, business, Rachel? You say, yeah, sure. <laughs> and you worry about the details later, right? Yep. So that, that's exactly what I did. So I went, on, uh, I went on Twitter on behalf of Andrew and Pete last year. I tweeted, I went on Facebook, I went on Instagram stories, I did Facebook lives. And uh, with 15 uh, interviews I did on Instagram stories, I did face, five Facebook lives, I tweeted a thousand thirty times, and um, we created FOMO, so much so that all the buzz and excitement on all the platforms, um, Andrew and Pete managed to sell 425 tickets in a week for their conference for this year, and that's where FOMO Creator was born. Fantastic. Okay, then. So um, it's funny because I'm recording this podcast outside and as you keep, whenever you said tweet, there's a little bird that tweets at the same time. So it's really making me laugh. But um, so that's how you became a FOMO creator and we have a, a, a tweeting bird in sync with us right now. Um, but what can you tell us a little bit about what FOMO is um, as with regards to you as a FOMO creator. So what is FOMO? Yeah, so FOMO means uh, the fear of missing out. And I'm actually in the process of getting my uh, logo to add a tagline um, to really help people understand what FOMO means. FOMO is the bridging of social media and, uh, and PR, really. So a lot of business owners are doing uh, social media uh, and I call it social media 1.0. Some people are doing it amazingly, like your good self. Some people are doing it not so amazingly, trying to sell, sell, sell. Um, but anyway, but a lot of business owners have embraced social media in whatever, um, you know, whatever platform, whatever form. FOMO is the next level up. So I, I see it as social media 2.0. Mm -hmm. And it's bridging the gap between social media and PR because you are putting yourself in, the, in a great light using social media platforms. But what you're actually doing is also creating so much buzz, so much excitement that people cannot wait to buy your service. So, um, you know, Rachel, you and I were talking offline uh, last week. And you mentioned how you put just a stack of workbooks as a photograph on your Instagram, just saying uh, to the world, I'm just getting my workbooks ready for my um, for um, the people in my membership. People got FOMO and you got uh, a couple of signups, didn't you, on that one post? Definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. Fascinating. And that is what FOMO is all about. It's a strategy to try and help people to understand that you are a leader in your field and you are creating a buzz by putting out things that get people buzzed and excited. And so they get so excited 
they're not a member. Oh my God, I've got to be a member. Oh my God, I've got to get, get a ticket for this event. Mm-hmm. That's what FOMO is all about. So I capture that buzz, that excitement for my, um, you know, for my clients who are running small workshops, for my clients who are running big conferences. I've done festivals as well. Um, and and in capturing that buzz and excitement, it means that the call to action for people who are watching is to join their membership, is to uh, book onto the next conference, is to get the tickets for next year's festival, um, is to find out more about the conference or the festival uh, and so on. And um, that's what FOMO is all about. Okay, now what I, what really jumped out at me and why I literally went, we were at this conference last year, just to kind of paint a bit of a picture of how I met making. We were at a conference last year, it was Janet Murray's um, Build Your Audience Live and making, did she kind of, she did the intro to the conference and talked about creating FOMO and in there she talked about publicity and I was thinking, okay, so my business is journalism and I do publicity coaching hang on a minute, what this lady's talking about publicity on social media and it was what you've just said, that bridging the gap um, and between social media and publicity. And I think what's really interesting is, yes, I have people come to me because they want to be in a newspaper or on the radio or in a magazine talking about what it is that they do. But actually, yeah, you can totally create your own publicity. The, the FOMO is, it is, it's, it is that bit in between your kind of general social media and getting in, you know, having somebody else telling your story. So for me, you know, publicity is like a third party outside of your business talking about what you do. You know, on social media, you can just talk about your great course and say how great it is. But the FOMO is a bit in between where it's not like where you're being icky and silly. You're just creating a buzz around what you do and some hype around what you do. And that's why I, that's why I was so excited to see you at the event. I remember running over and like interviewing you. And that's why I'm really chuffed to have you on the podcast today. Um, so I just hope that kind of explains to the people listening to this as a publicity podcast about FOMO and how it how it really works and how important it is to a business owner because we have this power now don't we that we didn't have before where we can create FOMO and we can do so much better on when it comes to hyping ourselves than you know just by bunging on bunging a few things on social media can't we absolutely and you know you, you touched on a really uh, great point there Rachel because um I I've been in I've been back in the UK for three years now and and so I effectively had to start my business again from scratch so you know building relationships with people talking to people networking online and offline and I know Rachel you've uh, spoken and you know you've taught your members in the past on how they can create great publicity uh, for themselves um but I'm sorry getting publicity for themselves which is to go on Twitter search for um general request and you know another search term and see what journalists are looking for and if you answer their ad and if you do it the correct way then suddenly you can find yourself on tv on radio national magazine and so on now fomo is pr2.0 because i have appeared on tv i have appeared on radio i have appeared in the good housekeeping guide but it wasn't because i searched for those opportunities it's because people I've built relationships with on Twitter and on other platforms as well, they know what I do. They yeah. know that I'm one of the top 50 recommended speakers of tea in the world. And, you know, I can tell the world how amazing I am, but wouldn't it be more amazing if other people told the world how amazing I am? Yeah. So as soon as these journalists were saying, we're looking for an expert in tea, because of the relationships I built with people I've met on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, people immediately um, told the journalist, you've got 
to talk to making tea. Yeah. And so, bam, 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 these, these people who are, you know, dear business friends of mine or even, you know, friends of mine, they actually recommended me. So suddenly, I get, get loads of notifications on Twitter on that um, for the TV gig. And, and so the journalist said, uh, if you want to, you know, look for a tea expert, uh, email me here. So because my colleagues tweeted and said, oh, you've got to talk to Making Tea, I looked at the tweet. The tweet said the journalist wants emails. So I emailed and then I eventually appeared on Sky News uh, Radio. So in creating FOMO and a buzz about yourself, it means that other people can be your eyes and ears and recommend you. That's PR 2.0. Mm-hmm. So I still look on a regular basis for journalist um, opportunities. Of course I do, but I may have missed out a tweet or two. So having other people to be your eyes and ears, that is where FOMO is all about. Fantastic. Okay. So I always talk about being, you know, when I'm talking, when I'm working with people, I always try and get them to kind of create their own content um, and, you know, have their own platform. So whether it's blogs or or other kind of media they control and I always talk about you know how they should be their own newspaper magazine tv or radio show and they should be communicating what they're doing in their business and and letting people into their world Um, and I know that that's what you do as well and it's the businesses who do this who who kind of you know put everything out there who always fly isn't it so people know that you're the FOMO creator people know that if you know if somebody wants to speak to a journalist about pets then you know my name will my name will be recommended or I'll be tagged in tweets like you've just explained. Um, but I think a lot of people, you know, some people kind of hold back on doing that. What would your advice be, be you know, if people are thinking, okay, this sounds good, I want to do this, but I'm not quite sure. What, what would you say to them? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, people are worried. People are scared about what to put out there and um, you know there's a couple of um, there's a couple of things that uh, really helped to change my marketing when I heard this quote um, it was incredible really really changed my mindset and it's a quote from Muhammad Ali that I heard two years ago which is they bragging if you can back it up yep and you know don't be British about it don't be Chinese about it don't be a female about it if you can back it up and tell the world about it we're all incredibly nosy that's why reality tv shows are so um big that's why people watch people watching tv that's why gothelbox is so big because we're so nosy so give people what they want if they want to be nosy and read your stuff and do that and I think that, you know, definitely with business owners, you know, as I say, you know, I'm female, I'm Chinese, I'm British. And, you know, I kind of want to break my leg. So I take the disabled box as well. Um, and, um, you know, because of all of that, I have imposter syndrome. I don't want to, you know, I feel like I don't want to shout about what I say. But once I read that quote, I thought, you know what, I've got the stats. Yeah. I can tell everyone that I helped Andrew and Pete sell you know, 450 tickets in a week. Mm-hmm. I can tell the world that Janet Murray, the Janet Murray, hired me to be FOMO creator. And with together by me creating FOMO for her, she sold 55% of her tickets for her next event. I can say that because other stats are true. I did that. So for business owners, do give an insight into your behind the scenes stuff. 
don't be afraid to show behind the scenes. The, the other quote that I love, which is a fabulous song as well by uh, Mochiba. Uh, it's an early 90s track. I'm a 90s indies girl. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. So yeah. don't be perfect. Put out there what you're doing because people are incredibly nosy. And if you think about it from a business perspective, we um, um, apparently people need to see you and your business between seven to 30 times before they even make a decision as to whether they're going to click on your website or not. So can you imagine, that is a lot of hard work, but don't be put off by that. All that means is that we just need to be a bit more strategic. So do what you're doing, do some, you know, the amazing stuff that you're doing at the moment on social media, okay, hopefully not too much the salesy bit, because we don't like to be sold to, but on top of that, the FOMO bit is to give people a bit of a buzz, a bit of an excitement, and let people walk the journey with you. You know, you're, you know, you, you've launched your um, membership, uh, Rachel, and you've just had two more people sign up. That's incredible. You're growing. I mean, yeah, you know, allow people to be excited with you and walk that journey with you. And that's what you're doing by creating FOMO. Don't be afraid to put out there what you're, you know, what you're doing at the moment. Don't be British about it. Don't be female about it. Don't be Chinese about it. Let's get it done. Show the world because we're all bloody nosy. (laughs) No, I agree with the nosy thing, but I have to say, um, I I feel like what you've just said really resonated with the Muhammad Ali quote. I am, I, I, I really... I think it's a proper British thing, isn't it? But um, I really cringe when I feel like I'm promoting myself or shouting about, like, you know, I, I don't mind shouting about my clients' wins. You know, if someone's, like, well, someone's been in the Telegraph today, so that's brilliant. I can shout about that. But it feels weird shouting about me. Um, but I need to be, I just need to get over that, really, and, and go and create some FOMO, don't I? myself. And you know what, Rachel, the thing is, is that because we are female, we are, um, I mean, neither of us have um, children. We have pet children. Uh, Well, my parents uh, live with me. They have a a pet kitten. Uh, But we are naturally nurturers. So we love supporting other people. We love shining the spotlight on our members, on our supporters, on our friends and so on. And then suddenly when uh, the spotlight shone on us, we, you know, we we look like bunny in headlights. So I completely understand. However, Rachel, if we don't shout out about our business, who else is, you know, if if we are embarrassed, then why should why shall we expect our clients and our uh, members to shout about us? Do you know what I mean? So, we need to lead the way and we can do it respectfully you know um for every 10 posts you put out there one might be a little bit salesy or you know a a call to action but we also need to remember rachel and i'm saying this to you just as much as i'm (laughs) saying it to myself (laughs) and all the listeners out there the thing is we are experts in our own field we've worked a long time in this game you know and so if we don't shout about what we do, then we are doing the world a disservice by not sharing our experiences and helping other people. My, you know, my why is to impact every person that I uh, speak to or who sees my posts or sees my tweets or sees my videos. That's my reason for being. I want to make an impact, whether it is, oh my God, that making, she's such an idiot. Or, oh my God, that making, she's so funny. Or, oh my God, that making, look at her hats, they're amazing. Whatever impact it is, whether you're turned on or turned off by what I do, 
have made an impact and that's what I want on the world. I want more positivity and more, I want to make an impact. I want to help businesses create FOMO for their own business so that they can make the impact that they want on their community as well. No, it's really interesting to hear you say that. So as you were talking about your why, I was thinking, I guess my why is um, I want, yeah, I want people to kind of step out from the spotlight and understand that they can, you know, they can get media coverage, they can reach lots of people. Um, and, you know, they have got something they are, you know, they're giving something that, that people need as well. Because a lot, you know, my clients are either making products for pets, or they are, they're in the service industry, but whatever, whatever way they whatever they're doing, whatever they're creating, they're making our lives better with pets. So I guess that's my why. And it's about them stepping out from from the shadows and being brave and putting themselves out there. And the irony is that I'm not doing it myself, but that's another story. <laughs> I need to create more FOMO for me. But um, what do you what do you think that um, what do you think holds people back from creating FOMO then? Imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> fear, of, fear of being judged. Yeah. Fear of uh, people thinking, oh my God, you know, what is she up to? You know, who she thinks she is. Yes. In, oh my God. <laughs> you know, us Brits, we honestly, we do it all the time. We knock people when they're in a, a privileged position. And then we are the first to criticize when they are in that, you know, in that privileged position, you know. And so I'm not surprised that we don't want to get to the dizzy heights of success whatever success means to everybody right it's all different it's all relative but we we're, we're fearful of that because we're worried about being judged and, and so on and you know I was the same I was scared about being judged I was thinking oh my god I've got a double chin I've got gray hair and, you know I've got lipstick in my teeth I fall over my words you know I was scared of video I was scared of in video three years ago but the thing is is that um I've worked very very hard on myself <laughs> I had a personal setback so I you know I undertook some therapy and I also hired some business mentors to help me and so you know after working on myself personally and business-wise it's just really helped me to understand uh, me and the impact I can I can do to help others and so Whenever I get imposter syndrome or whenever I'm anxious about doing something, I'm making it about me. Yeah. And if I'm making it about me, then that doesn't come from my why. My why is to help other people. And your listeners, you will have your own why as well. And when you make it about your why, it's no longer about you. And then hopefully it means that you'll you'll be able to create more FOMO for yourself because suddenly it's not about you. It's about your it's about your customers, it's about your clients, it's about your members, it's about your um, you know so try and make it not about me, even yeah. though it even though I'm the FOMO creator, if that makes sense. I make it about my clients, I make it about my customers, and hopefully um by making it about someone else, then again we're helping others and as women we naturally help others anyway yeah if that makes sense yeah that's a really good way of thinking about it and you know what I um I can I can relate to a lot of that and I know that people who I've spoken to over the years and worked with over the years can relate to it as well is that who does she think she is thing which really hit home to me and and yeah I think you know with me the more I pushed past that and the more I, I just stopped basically caring about what people think um, yeah. you know that was when things started to to fall into place for me um Good. so yeah it's it's really great to hear, hear hear you say that in your words as well um 
because I know what's held me back. And, you know, when you hear it from others and also when, you know, you, you're relating to the situation, you're relating to the fact that you haven't always, you know, people can't, people might look at you and think, oh, it's okay for making. She's brilliant at video. She's really confident or, you know, she's done this for years. And actually, you know, three years ago, you, you weren't, you were scared of video. Um, oh, completely. Yeah. You've been on the journey. So Absolutely, and you know, um, people will judge you. It doesn't matter what you do; people will judge you, right? The listeners, they'll be judging me right now. They'll be judging you, Rachel. And the thing is, is that you don't know the backstory. Yeah. You don't know my backstory. You know, you may think that I am this confident, you know, bubbly personality, but you know, like we all have, we've all faced adversity at one point or another in our lives um and the thing is though we've got up and we've you know we've dealt with it and now we're moving on to try and help others to you know to be the best version of themselves but it took me a long time to get there you know when I first read that um it would take you know five years to get over your um your uh, divorce I thought wow that's ages that's yonks <laughs> and then you know I was like I can't you know I can't afford to waste that much time um it took me eight years yeah you know so uh I mean there were you know not that I'm trying to justify it to anybody there's lots of reasons for that but you know what I'm okay with it and now I'm you know it, it's okay so we just need to remember that when people judge us, it's professional jealousy. Yeah. It's judging us, they're judging us because they were too scared to do something themselves. Um, they're judging us because they want to make, possibly want to make them feel better about themselves or what, whatever their reasons are. And it's okay because we're always going to be judged. And it's yeah. absolutely fine. You just need to remember what your why is, the impact that you're making on others. You are an expert in your field and you're going to create FOMO, whether you like it or not, because if you don't create FOMO, then no one else will. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody else will who isn't as good as you. So, yeah. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. Oh, my gosh. How many um, so-called experts are there out there? It's, it's, uh, it's quite ridiculous. So, yeah, on my bio, I giggled with this for quite a while. My, uh, one of my marketing friends who I shared the stage with last year, he said to me, you are the UK's number one and original FOMO creator. And wow. I put that, yeah, and I put that in my bio, but I just felt silly. No, get it in there. <laughs> I know, well, I put it up there. Purely because um, Roger Edwards, who's an amazing guy, purely because he said, put it up there. I didn't believe in it. I didn't believe it. He believed it before I did. And then it wasn't until sort of three months, four months later, I thought, you know what? He's actually right. <laughs> He's right. Why not put it up there? Especially as Muhammad Ali said, it ain't bragging if you can back it up. And I can back it up because no one else create, you know, no one else has created promo like I have. No one else in the world. Actually, it was Andrew and Pete who invented the term um, FOMO creator. And that was created last year. So yeah, no one creates FOMO like I do. You know, no one can get the stats that I can. You know, uh, tweeting on average 1,300 times a day, 22 LinkedIn posts, 100 Instagram stories in a day. Uh, you know, that um, no one can interview like I can because um, I'm me. I've been studying Wogan, Parkinson, Graham Norton for years, Jonathan Ross for years before I started interviewing people last year. 
Fantastic. Okay, so tell me about some um, examples of, of the success you've had from um, from all your clients have had from you creating FOMO at the events. So again, you know, this is going to. I know you mentioned about the Janet's ticket sales and Andrew and Pete's ticket sales. Um, that's fantastic. Um, but have you got any other examples of maybe some clients who weren't as well known, and then you've done some FOMO creating for them, and then that's really kind of that's really boosted their profile. Um, so can you can you think of any other kind of any you know smaller or less well-known clients and how it's worked for them absolutely and in fact i've got a lot to thank for uh, janet murray because she is uh, incredible <laughs> so have i making so have i <laughs> yeah, a lot of love a lot of love for um, janet murray um there was another lady i met at uh, build your audience live actually at a conference last year uh, this lady is myra mackey and myra mackey she has uh, she's African um, and she lives, uh, she lives in the UK and has lived in the UK a long time. She has a coaching, um, coaching event and um, I said to her, I would love to create FOMO for you and we talked about it. We, we came to an agreement. Now, this was a real challenge, but I love challenges. It was amazing. She had seven people attend her events. Her event is called Campfire Conversations. The whole premise being is that when you gather around with your marshmallows and you make personal and professional breakthroughs. And uh, Myra just helps facilitate that. She is a true believer that we've all got the answers within ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes we just need to talk to people to eke it out of ourselves. So, her big challenge. Making, I'd like you to create FOMO, but you're not allowed to talk about the topics that we discuss in the in the campfire conversation. So it's kind of like club. <laughs> wow. Let's create FOMO, but we can't talk about the conversations. It was incredible. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So I had to position myself to uh, to take photographs without showing their identity. I had to create, you know, sort of create a buzz um, and I can, you know, talk about the subject but not relate them to a person. Yeah. But I didn't, but just like a photographer, a good photographer, you don't notice that they're there. Yeah. So I was the FOMO creator and I had to sort of, you know, walk around, listen to conversations over here and create content without them knowing that I'm actually there. Because otherwise, if they knew that I was reporting on it, and there were some personal stories that came through and suddenly yeah. they would climb up and they wouldn't open up right so it was a three-hour event seven people attended what i managed to create on myra's pages was 52 instagram stories nine instagram posts three igtv videos three facebook posts one facebook live 31 tweets wow now all of that in three hours. Now, as a result of all of that, um, she had 2,628 views uh, on her uh, videos. 30 people clicked on her website. Wow. She, she had six people share her Facebook posts. And there were uh, one Facebook Live we did. There were 55 views at that time. I also created seven LinkedIn posts as well. And there were 955 views. Also, in addition to the 30 website clicks, she had four inquiries about her next event. And she also had two business owners asking her more about the campfire 
conversation structure because they were facilitators as well and, pro- and possibly wanted to have a chat with Myra to maybe either hire her to facilitate their programs or learn how to conduct a campfire conversation so that they could take it to their own audience. Now, if Myra didn't hire me, she'd be too busy, you know, which she should be. She would be busy with the attendees but she wouldn't create FOMO whilst she was actually there. So that's why it's important to hire a professional FOMO creator um, to do live stuff right there, right now. And that can then you know, convert into web clicks. It can convert into conversations. It can convert into ticket sales. That was uh, an hour event, seven attendees. She had inquiries. I also had another event which was, again, it was Janet Murray, um, another a wonderful attendee, Dr. Jo North. She was speaking in front of 100 people and, uh, and she wanted to raise awareness about the event. So um, this was 100 people. Uh, I created uh, 22 LinkedIn posts. Uh, I created 33 stories uh, on, her, uh, on her account, one Instagram uh, post, uh, 116 tweets, which reached a million people and various views and uh, profile clicks and all the rest of it so i can do so creating fomo you can absolutely create fomo for your own event no matter how small no matter how big you can hire someone like myself to do that or i can teach a social media manager to do it because actually it's different to social media management because it's all live that's the thing no planning you just do it and you do the platforms that they want so for, for dr general she wanted linkedin predominantly uh with um with Myra Mackey, she wanted Instagram and Facebook predominantly. Um, you know, with my other clients, they want Twitter with some of the other uh, pieces thrown in. So it really depends. But live, um, FOMO creating is all about live. It's all about now. It's about the moment, catching the moment, catching the buzz, catching the excitement. So it's quite different to PR and very different to social media. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think a lot of... Um it is different doing something live compared to um you know prepared planned um scheduled social media posts isn't it or even just something where you where you take time to do something i've i've um you know when i've been working as a journalist i've been at events live and and done stuff live and it really is a skill isn't it um so i wanted to ask you when it comes to so my audience are pet business owners so they make products and they have services in fact quite a lot of them do events so they'll go and do um tours like one of my clients claire she's going on a tour talking about barking dogs and how to um support you know how to support your barking dog um so what kind of you know how can pet business owners use you know use the fact that they've got you know they're talking about the pet industry they've got lovely pictures of cute animals puppies kittens hedgehogs tortoises how can they kind of create FOMO with with the the cuteness chucked in there as well what would you suggest (laughs) oh my god I mean cute overload I mean people love people love watching videos of cats and dogs and birds and all sorts right and and especially if you get a pet owner or a pet business who talk passionately about their business oh my god so much opportunity there now when when we are in business, a lot of people make the mistake, and I made it as well, 10 years ago, I made the mistake of thinking it's all about me. So I would say, hey, look at my teas, these are my discounts, you know, look at this, nothing to do with me. Yeah. And then, you know, 
few years later, I realised, actually, no, I'm going to make it about the other person. So when I went to festivals, uh, food festivals or conferences, I would talk to other people and I would ask them questions. So I was kind of like a reporter. Yeah. And so I would ask questions. So if you are um, at an event, uh, so your, your, um, your colleague, uh, she is doing a tour. Yeah. So she can, she'll be talking to loads of interesting people. Make it about the people that you're talking about because they're more interesting. Well, not not they're more interesting. <laughs> it gives it gives your fans interesting content to look at. So it's not just about you because they already yeah. yeah they already know a lot about you already. But now you're going to an event, you're doing a tour. But what's happening at the tour? You know, look what's setting up. Go and talk to the next person, you know, who's exhibiting next to you and talk about their business. Give them a bit of love. Give them a publicity, you know, because ultimately the pet industry, you know, you're all pet lovers. So you're all under this one group. So why not show a bit of love to the person next to you? So if you're brave enough to do interviews, then do an interview. If you're not brave enough to do an interview, then just chat to them like you would face to face, but maybe jot a few notes down afterwards so that you can then write a blog post about it. Or you can do a quick vlog, you know, for, for, for people who are a bit braver and want to do a video. Uh, but not brave enough to do live yet, that's okay. So recording your phone, just said, you know, and just saying your phone, I just met this incredible woman, her business is this, she does this, um, I can't wait to meet other people. And then, you know, get that posted on more than one platform. So there's, in talking and engaging with other people, again, it's sort of, it, it's sort of um, what women do naturally. Uh, I'm being a bit sexist now by talking about women all the time. Um, but we always shine a spotlight on other people. So let's do it for other people, you know, when we're at conferences and stuff. Talk about the other people. Now, I know we've all got competitors, so maybe don't talk to your competitors. <laughs> talk to complementary businesses, you know, put, give them a bit of love. And if, if you show them a bit of love, they're obviously going to love it. I mean, who isn't? You know, we're all a little bit narcissistic. We'll go on social media and we'll um, we'll see. Oh, who you know? We'll look at our notifications first to see who's followed us or who's liked us or who's commented on our posts. Right? So if you do an interview or write about one of your complimentary businesses, they're going to see that, and obviously they're going to love it. Obviously they're going to share it, which means they're sharing your content, which means that your business is going to be seen in their audience which means you're giving yourself free FOMO and giving yourself free publicity in someone else's audience. Isn't that amazing? And because it's complimentary, it's win-win. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. I am totally singing from the same hymn sheet as you making because whenever I talk about, you know, when people are looking at promoting the businesses, so I my kind of two areas are blogging and media coverage. Um, I always say, you know, it's not about you, it's about the reader and with you, with the FOMO, it's not about you in the business, it's about them. It's about the people who people who your business serves and the people who people are going to be using your business. So rather than go on about your experiences, it's about your you about your kind of user experiences, isn't it? Um so absolutely love what you've just shared there. So can you tell us a couple of things, a couple of like examples of how people can create FOMO? So you've just talked about lives um, and maybe doing videos and blogs. Any other examples of how people can create FOMO with their businesses? So like, you know, photos, social media, that kind of thing. So you can actually 
strip it right back and um, to actually getting your name out there. And not necessarily your name as a business, but you as a person. Because remember, people buy from people. And if people don't know who you are, then you sell, you know, trying to sell to the world. People aren't going to like you anyway because, you know, we don't like being sold to. As, you know, we're all consumers. We don't like being sold to. So let's get back to basics. If you, um, we're all lurkers, okay, I've said this before, uh, we're all lurkers, we're all nosy, we've all scrolled on Instagram or on Facebook, having to read, having to nosy, seeing what other people are doing, and we've read an article and it's absolutely brilliant, but did we thank that person? Did we share it? Did we talk to the person to say thank you? Did we like it? No, we just move on to the next thing because we're too busy reading about other people's stuff. So why don't we... Take a breather. Imagine that person was in front of you. If they smiled at you, you'd smile back, wouldn't you? Yeah. If they said hello, you'd say hello and you'd start a conversation. Let's do this on social media. So if you see a post that you really like, don't just smile at them. Don't just give them a like because your like will be will disappear amongst all the other likes. Okay, so I I kind of compare a light to a smile face-to-face, right? How are you going to stand out? How are you going to create FOMO for your own business? You stand out by commenting. And people love, um, you know, they love recognition, okay? So we've taken time, you know, so you've read this article. It's amazing. Someone's taken time to, to write that article. And you chose... In your 24-hour day, you chose to read that and you really enjoyed it and you took something from it. Why don't you go up to that person, not only smile, but say thank you? And that's what you can do. So replies, reply to posts. Don't just like it, reply, okay? And try and form a conversation. Now, you're not going to try and form a conversation and convert everyone to a customer. No, 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 no. But because everyone is a lurker, a lot of people are lurking, you might be saying thank you to Rachel for writing that amazing blog post on how to get more publicity for yourself, right? But when you comment, other people are seeing your comment. And if other people are seeing your comment, they won't like your uh, comment. They won't like, you know, they won't reply to your comments either. So you don't know who many, how many people are watching that particular comment. So there's other people lurking on your comment. But if you keep being a nice human being, people will start to like you. And if they start to like you, then they will start to click on your profile to see what you do. And then they will look at your post to see, oh, okay, so she sells, you know, um, I don't know, dog biscuits. I'm actually in the space of uh, wanting dog biscuits right now. I'm going to buy from this person because she is, or he is, a lovely person. So that's how you can create FOMO for yourself. Strip back, don't be a lurker. Um, Comments don't like share and comment so on twitter you've got retweet or you've got retweet with comment so comment on it okay we don't want our likes to be like a smile and we don't want our shares to be lost in amongst all the other shares that that article has got take the time out to say thank you to that person and in the very least 
you will have gathered you will have given yourself attention by the person that created the article they will already see and think oh that's a nice person so you're already giving yourself free publicity and you're already selling without selling there do that regularly and people will start to like you and then you'll naturally you'll get more people to um to like your stuff and then maybe buy from you now that's the first thing you can do you can also start creating posts for yourself so this is the next level of social media as i say 2.0 so uh, reply don't like um reply sorry uh, retweet with comment rather than just a retweet and you can do this on any platform not just twitter and then when you when you want to then start showing behind the scenes stuff mm -hmm. and you might think oh this is ridiculous i'm just packaging all this stuff together for my customers you might think it's boring but other people we're all nosy remember yeah. we're nosy and if your package is packaging things up post you know to uh to the post office that demonstrates lots of things. It demonstrates you're a growing business. It demonstrates that you are giving some love to your customers. It demonstrates that your product is really good because someone's bought it. So already in that one post, you're creating FOMO for yourself. So always do behind the scenes stuff. You can never do too much behind the scenes stuff. People are so nosy. We're all nosy. I say. We even go on Gogglebox, we even watch people watch TV, that's how nosy we are. So let get people to be nosy about your stuff by doing lots of behind the scenes. Fantastic, okay, so all of this comes back to one thing for me and it's relationship building. So whatever it is, whether you're shy, whether you're outgoing, whether you're, um, you're new, whether you've been going for a while, it's all about all the stuff that you're talking here is about relationship building and that's so, so important. So I'm going to let you go and enjoy the rest of your day, but I just want to say what, so there's just one last thing I wanted to mention. You're, I'm really excited because you're coming to talk to my members um, very soon. So you're going to be, um, can you give us a little sneak preview about what they can look forward to? And that's me doing a bit of FOMO creating there, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. You don't want to miss out to this course because it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be talking about, um, I'm going to be talking about FOMO and how you can create a FOMO for your pet business. Now, you can either create FOMO uh, for your pet business by using some of the techniques that now if you're attending an event you can create FOMO there if you are a speaker a sponsor an exhibitor of an event you can create FOMO there and if you are a conference organizer or a workshop organizer or an event organizer you can create FOMO there so in our class together I'm going to address how to create FOMO with real tips and ideas for all those different audiences conference organizer or wanting to create FOMO for your own business uh, exhibitor or an attendee of an event I'm going to have something for all of you fantastic okay then so making it's been amazing talking to you um you are i know you're in the process of, of making your all, all new fabulous website um, and i'm going to link to that in the show notes um but if people want to i know you're also creating some um, some really interesting content as well so people can carry on with learning more about fomo on your website but if people want to find out more about you um, where can they find you well, like you said, Rachel, I'm so excited because um, I've been in business for, uh, for three years now since I've been back to the UK and I haven't had a website yet. <laughs> 
So on my website that's going to go uh, live very soon, um, you'll be able to pop in your email address and you'll be notified of some of the courses uh, that I'm going to be releasing. I've got a lot in the uh, in the pipeline. I just need to figure out the order, <laughs> which I do think, do I create a membership first? Do I create a podcast first about FOMO? Do I create courses about FOMO? Uh, I obviously want to do all this yesterday, um, but uh, if you want to be notified about all of that, then please do go on to homocritic.com, pop in your email address. Um, I won't be spamming you, you know, every day and, and telling you, you can win a gazillion dollars if you just follow my sixth program. No, none of that nonsense. Uh, but I will notify you of uh, and give you guidance on how to get from it because this is quite, it's quite a new thing. Think of it as social media 2.0. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think together, uh, and I'm still learning lots of bits. I've been doing it for a year, um, but um, there are lots of things that uh, we can learn from each other. Uh, and so I will um, be notifying my email community of a new community that I'll be building uh, and, uh, and and also talk about the things that I'll be um, running in the pipeline, like my uh, podcast. And you're going to be one of my guests, aren't you, um, dear Rachel? Yes, I am. I am. I'm very much looking forward to it. And, and yeah, really yeah. seeing your new website and, and learning about all things FOMO. So it's just such a brilliant concept. And yeah, I think you know how excited I am about the whole FOMO concept. Every time I see you, I literally like go dashing over like some kind of stalker. <laughs> so yeah, it's really exciting seeing how you've um, seen how FOMO has really taken off. <laughs> Thank you. And, it, you know, it works. I mean, I've tested it. I'm still testing it and I'm growing with it and it works. You can build a business from scratch and create FOMO for yourself. And I've done it um, three times now. Did it in London, did it in uh, Australia when I lived there in 2010, did it again in 2016. So, you know, if I can do it, um, you guys can definitely. Well, what a brilliant way to end. So I'm going to put all of Making's links in the show notes for this episode um, and I will be welcoming, well, welcoming even her back soon into my membership to talk to the guys in there. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for joining me, Making. Um, and I look forward to seeing you hey, soon. Hey, hey, keep on creating so FOMO. <laughs> no, definitely. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your show. I cannot wait, cannot wait to show your uh, your members my new FOMO course. Honestly, it's so good. It is so good. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.